0: Hi, it's Adam, co-host of Take Note, a podcast that is apparently afraid to record a 100th episode. If you've missed our early episodes, please do not go back and listen to them. I've collected some highlights, I guess, from the early episodes before we met some of our favorite characters like Jess Mariano and Ryan Sly. The interstitial music is a sample from the Arcade Fire, and the whole format was maybe ripped off from my brother my brother and me I felt like i should say that thanks for listening to the show we really appreciate it and i hope you enjoy this episode
1: but we were all just wandering around and i kind of ended up sidling next to these uh, folks and uh the lady they you know they were a couple road hard put away wet types
0: <laughs> no i don't i don't did you say you know because i don't know <laughs> I have a very strong Big Gulp memory that I'm pretty sure I shared on our previous podcast 10 years ago. Uh, I, remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting in Boston Common at lunch, watching this um, somewhat older woman, very conservatively dressed, walking up the Common with the largest soda I've ever seen, like the bigger gulp or the biggest gulp. I've never seen such a big soda. I don't know if it was an optical illusion, if she was a very small <laughs> person and the cup just seemed bigger, <laughs> but I just, I, I was blown away by it. Popcorn, pickles, pickles, popcorn,
1: pickles, peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter, pickles, pickles.
0: So, uh, so the day after, uh, that I go into work with my new haircut and, uh, I got a, um, I got the, the quintessential non non compliment. I got a <laughs> guy goes, "You got a haircut," and, and I'm grinning, and I'm, yeah. Silence. I met with silence. It says nothing, and then I'm, and I go, I, "I needed it." Silence again. Just nothing. <laughs> you know? like, um,
1: so not only was he starting from a position of really casting doubt on whether you had gotten a haircut at all. But then, just no, no closure.
0: It was very clear that I had a haircut. I mean, I needed one pretty badly.
1: Well, but but having gotten a haircut is a double edged sword because if he were to say, "Oh yeah, it looks great," then he would be in essence saying, "You you did look like a piece of garbage. Now you've you've re, re, you've righted the ship here." Now listen, Which, I. Like is a, it's an insult in it, and of itself.
0: I, I like that you're throwing me into doubt here in general, but I think you're completely wrong. There's nothing wrong with anyone ever saying, oh, you got a haircut. That looks great. There's nothing wrong with that. There is not the incline. There is not. It, that does not mean you really needed it.
1: So, on a, on a scale of one to Kong Skull Island, what do you give this? <laughs> every, for me, every terrible movie is now measured against Kong Skull Island. Right.
0: Well, I've never watched Kong Skull Island all the way through, just, but I've seen it all, and I think it's a masterpiece. <laughs> um...
1: Work email. To the entire division, subject header reads "burning smell m dash it's okay," <laughs> which I, I would I would also firmly fit that under whatever the body of this email is going to be. It's not going to do better than "burning smell m dash it's okay." It just takes you on an emotional roller coaster, right? That's
0: there. right. Yeah. Well, doesn't a burning smell sometimes indicate that you're having a stroke? <laughs>
1: She may, so What if someone was having a stroke at the very moment they read that subject header? They thought, I'm all good. 10 yeah, minutes that's later. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's
0: a dangerous email to send. <laughs> I had a, I had a situation while I was in California, actually. Um, so I was there for some work meetings and we needed to have a teleconference and the hotels, any hotel, really, if you want to rent a, uh, teleconference speakers. They're going to charge about $425 for a day. So so I had this idea, this brilliant idea that I was going to buy an Apple HomePod. I had read an article about how it has um, six microphones in it. So I was like, this will be good. And I, I called up Apple um, and I had the the most pleasant retail experience I've ever had. I told the woman on the phone what i was going to use it for i asked if she thought that it would work or if it would look like i just wanted to buy an expensive apple thing in front of my client and she assured me that it was going to work She was very kind and so i bought it so that it would arrive at the at the apple store in california so i could go pick it up i pick it up super nice guy tells me it's going to take me two minutes to set it up i get back to the hotel nothing's working it requires a um I don't know, a personal Wi-Fi connection, it says. And I don't have a personal Wi-Fi connection at the hotel. I've got a Wi-Fi connection where I need to put in a username and a password in addition to selecting a thing. So it's not working. My grand plan is beginning to fail. And I remember a coffee shop across the street that I go to every year. A quiet little coffee shop. And I remember using the Wi-Fi and it being... A I a simple sort of Wi-Fi, just uh, you know, here's the password for the Wi-Fi, like
1: a personal Wi-Fi,
0: like a like a personal or a personal seeming Wi-Fi, and so I get this bad idea, <laughs> and I I ask my coworker, and my coworker humors me and tells me it's a good idea, and so I drive across the street to Milk and Honey, I think maybe it's called, and the coffee shop is not empty like it usually is. It is pretty much filled with hipsters and i am wearing a sport coat and i say (laughs) i'm gonna buy a coffee i'd like an americano and also i have this home pod and i can't set it up on the wi-fi at my hotel i'm gonna give you a nice big tip here is there any chance i could try to set it up here with your wi-fi and i don't know how i didn't see this coming but the lady looks at me like i'm crazy And she says, let me ask my manager. Oh, boy. And she disappears for a minute. And in that minute, the line that forms at the counter is just astonishing. I have completely disrupted this business. And the woman comes back. And she says, my manager says it's fine as long as it doesn't make any noise. And I think to myself, this is a giant speaker. I have no idea if it's going to make any noise, but if it does, it's going to be very loud. And I say thank you. And I, I mean throughout this whole thing I'm apologizing. I mean, I'm I apologize. It's almost the first thing out of my mouth. And I find this little ledge next to an employee on her break who then asks me, because she's overheard part of this, what in the hell is happening? And she becomes very amused. I she understands, actually, and she they, like, on my third time explaining, it sort of makes sense. and, um, and I, plug I, don't un, I don't understand
1: it at all, okay. but
0: that's part okay. of why I'm enjoying it. Um, and I plug this thing in, and I connect my phone to the personal Wi-Fi, and I get the exact same damn error message that I was getting <laughs> at the hotel. I got, a, uh, I got a letter from you in the mail the other day. and. Well, the last line cracked me up. Um, just about your, um, being fed, not fed up or not willing to put up with Haruki Murakami made me literally laugh. Adam, yeah, yeah. that
1: letter is between you
0: (laughs) and me. How
1: you doing, Adam? Uh, I'm losing my mind, Ted. How are you? (laughs) About the same. Great. I was Good deal. I didn't plan on admitting to it right here in the first 45 seconds or so, but I appreciate <laughs> your candor and I'll I'll ride that wave. I am
0: uh I'm a snowbound snowbound. I am stranded in a hotel in New Jersey with a nor'easter going on around me. My home is in Chicago and I I went a very long time without having a human interaction this afternoon. Like a solid 9 hours without a face-to-face interaction. Um, yeah, so this is going to be an interesting episode.
1: How 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 frequent are your normal human interactions? <laughs> minute and a, every minute and a half, two and a half minutes.
0: Well, I they're usually more frequent than every nine hours. Um, yeah, time the sh- time changed while I was up here watching the snow. Uh, I think part of the problem maybe is that I decided I should take time lapse videos of the snow, and so then. You know, then you just want it to be as still and leave it alone for as long as possible. All of a sudden, three hours pass. You know, and that's that's maybe you've got a good time lapse video if you put three hours into
1: it. So you're, I mean, you're staring straight into the abyss, and you're you're recording. I mean, you're you're dancing with the devil. You're in Moby Dick territory here. It is if uh, a little had come into his office and told him a fairy tale about. A bayou creature who comes out and, and now here I am. Yeah, I could, I could pull that off. I am using uh, a notebook that was sent to me by uh, the celebrity in my family. Uh, my sister, Ada, who is the owner of Main Street Books, Davidson, North Carolina. A charming uh, small town bookstore literally on the main street Uh, my sister is the owner of the town bookstore on main street her husband is the chief of the fire department of this small town so when they walk down the street I literally feel like I'm in an episode of the Gilmore Girls Just, (laughs) just just a wildly pleasant sensation Anyway, uh, I ordered.
0: Are you Jess or are you (laughs) Logan?
1: A road. Oh no, that's two towns over. You gotta keep keep going down four seventy one. There, you'd be at Rhodos before before nightfall. Uh, but at the beginning of the rodeo, which was some weeks ago now, they hold a large parade. It's very fun to take the children out. There's lots of horses and uh, p- p- public officials riding horses and waving to people and some floats with some scholarship winners. Uh, but the, what really stuck out to me at the rodeo this year uh, that I took a note in in uh, my field notes here, this is my my since-completed and nearly totally destroyed uh, craft notebook I've been working on for a while. Here's my note. The main job at the rodeo parade appears to be catching cowboy hats that blow off of heads and roll down the parade route. And uh, there's just something wonderful about a bunch of cowboys chasing after the cowboy hat that has blown off the head of somebody nearby.
0: bunch of cowboy Cowboys kicking the hat as they run up to it and then they can't reach it because they kick it out. Oh,
1: ahead. just a comedy of errors. But it's all very charming. The hats, listen, all the hats end up back in the right places where they started. But I mean, you, you could see, you see the gust of wind kick up. Everybody grabbing at their hat. Some people get there in time. Some people don't. Sometimes it's a person who's on a horse. Sometimes it's a person who's in a horse-drawn carriage. You can imagine the variations of, of, uh, hats blowing off of heads i
0: think it's very generous of you and it says a lot about you that you're willing to refer to rodeo clowns as cowboys because that's all (laughs) they want
1: (laughs) what else you got
0: all right um this weekend we went to um some sort of pancake breakfast at a nature center you had to take a hayride to deeper into the woods there was a tent there's this whole thing it started a little shaky because uh, we were first in line for the hayride, and um, I don't know, other people weren't interested in uh, waiting their turn. But it all worked <laughs> out, and nobody had—I didn't have to make a scene. But uh, it was—it was, uh, was going to be really close, anyways. So we get to—we we do the hayride. We get that. We, then we see the line for the pancakes, and the wait—no uh, exaggeration—from when we got to this nature center to when we actually got our pancakes was 90 minutes. Kids were doing great get to we finally wow. get to the pancake serving area area and the server asks "Well, you, well, so you could buy a, a whole you could buy a whole or a half the whole was four pancakes and the half was two the server looks at me and uh, and I had a whole order and she asks if I want three instead of the four I paid for because they were so large and, she, well, what she said was, "Do you want three instead of four because they're so large?" You know, we've been waiting ninety minutes here, and, and all I could think to say was, um, "And so that's what that's what I wrote down." But all I could think to say was, "I'll take however many I paid for, thank you," which, which was what? pretty good for a hungry person.
1: But it, the, she, there's something really flawed there about the way that they. She basically put the onus. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was definitely honest,
0: for sure.
1: <laughs> she, she put it literally and figuratively on your plate to decide what an appropriate portion of pancakes was. Well,
0: only way she could have got me more is if she'd said, do you want three or four, big guy? Arrived in Orlando last night, decided to stop at Wendy's for the kids. As we're walking into Wendy's, a crusty guy is walking out. There's a line, but it's mostly four dusty old guys at the register. One couple behind them and us. The dusty guys were crippling the Wendy's operation, ordering only a few items, but each with six to eight substitutions or changes. No mayo, extra lettuce, extra tomato, extra pickles, etc., etc., These guys looked like they crawled out of the swamp and then dried themselves in the sun, like they saw the first Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers performance and then never washed their hair again. While this may seem really judgmental, this group of decrepit old men, including the one who returned from outside with a cloud of tobacco smoke hanging over him, and a guy with a water bottle wider than a coffee can, elected to sit down next to my unaccompanied eight-year-old who was, for the first time in his life, waiting patiently while we stood in the unmoving line to order.
1: <laughs> hey, you left so much unsaid in that that, that haiku. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this is Orlando that you're in, because it Orlando, it, it, yes, it,
0: it... where the city motto is do. The
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be do the dough? Do the dough like Orlando?
0: It's do the do like the the city beverage, the official city beverage. I'm sorry, no, that's that's on the license plates there. I'm sorry, that's the state motto. <laughs> all right i've got kind of a long one even in comparison to that last long one you know um this show we talk about notebooks paying attention in kong skull island (laughs) while i was in orlando i took the kong skull island ride at universal studios which is not called kong skull island but i can't be bothered to look it up it's some it's like the uh, Island of Skulls, Kong, or something like that. It's like for some weird contractual re- reason, they have to... Um, anyways, so I- I've written a short review of uh, the Kong Skull Island ride at Universal, which is a 4D time travel adventure. The ride tells the story of me being right about the movie being pretty good, it begins 20 years ago when I first appreciate John C. Riley and Boogie Nights. Then we travel forward many years to me watching the original King Kong and appreciating it despite the racist parts. The next part of the ride is me watching Peter Jackson's remake for three hours, and that's you're in the ride for three hours while I watch the remake and thinking. <laughs> Hmm, Jack Black, I guess. <laughs> then we are all transported to my basement, where I enjoy Tom Middleton in that AMC series that I can't remember the name of. The ride ends in 2017. I'm at the Grove in L.A., where I tell some friends that Kong Skull Island might be pretty good. Overall, a good ride. I was a little surprised that the ape didn't make an
1: appearance. <laughs> I... I... I appreciate the fourth dimension that you brought to that. I can't say exactly which component was the fourth dimension. There were definitely four. Like every <laughs> rider definitely... of they squirt a little water. <laughs> it.
0: That's the fourth dimension. <laughs> you don't really need to go to episode one to get deep pleasure out of our podcast either. In fact, I hope people don't.
1: If you just start at episode four and we go from there, you'll have all the, agreed, uh, all the inside jokes and the uh, the back references that you'll possibly need. Speaking of which, let's do this again. Adam.
0: Sounds good, Ted. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.